Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. Hey guys, Amir Ryder here, here with the Transform Sales Podcast. I got my guest, Mustafa Ali, CEO of Scale Mill. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, Amir. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. And Likewise. Yeah, so so it's it's I think you interacted with us in our marketplace maybe like a year ago during our pivot and and uh, all of a sudden I think I emailed you and, and and connected with you for the podcast and uh, we took the time just now to catch up. It's exciting learning about some of the amazing agencies from around the world that are selling into all these different markets, probably better than some locals. So I'm excited to talk to you today. And uh, first, before getting into the show, just love to hear about how you got into the whole uh, sales agency business to begin with. Right? What's the journey? How did you get here? Why are you Why are you torturing yourself in this in this, in this business? <laughs> Great question. So, um, you know, born and raised uh, here in Pakistan, and then uh, sort of went to Germany for my masters, and there I started actually interning at a SaaS company. Uh, so, software as a sales company was in the reviews and rating space. Yep. And uh, that was like sort of my first intro into into sales where like, you know, people are I was in sales operations, had no idea what that was like, you know, tracking KPIs, calls, emails, how much uh, MRR, ARR, all these terms. Yeah. Um, and so that that really was my first sort of intro into sales. And then I grew with that company position into a sales role. Um, they wanted to expand into the U.S. And so they literally went into the U.S., started hiring all these people that they could find. Obviously, that they, were, they weren't a good fit. Um, that was the time where sort of predictable revenue and the, this whole concept of SDRs and sales cadences was coming out. So we tried it, horribly failed. Um, and then so I was thinking, you know, we're spending so much money on this. And I know like, you know, back home in Pakistan, we have all this talent. It's a traditional call center destination, mm -hmm. but there's software sales being done, you know, unless it's it's like homegrown stuff and a few companies here and there. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's uh, let's let's, you know, try and set up a team there and see how they do. How it. long ago was that? I, I like the story. I, I like a few things about it. Um, how long ago are we talking? Because how many years ago? This is almost 10 years back. So we started yeah. out in 2014. So yeah. what I like about it is that you were the sales op guy, right? And and, and, yeah. and sales ops back in the day was uh, overlooked in a way, right? And then you saw all the action happening and probably the inefficiencies in, in SDR yes. work, right? And you said, because it sounds very similar to, to how I got into it almost 10 years ago, working for NetSuite, a software company uh, as an AE, but seeing some of the inefficiencies at the, in, at the SDR level. Um, and then ironically, Sales ops is everything today. So I think I think in the past yeah. ten years, you know, that was like the unspoken about position. Now it's like the the, the key. So that to me, that sounds like a nice core for for um, running an agency because if you can control the metrics that matter and and, and connecting the right technologies, and uh, as you mentioned, having access to talent that already speaks, um, my your English is perfect, right? Um, already already has been working in the United States for a long time. I do know that Pakistan, India has, it's been a huge destination for uh, BPO work, for, for IT stuff, um, but sales is different, right? And I think it sounds similar to kind of what I did in Colombia when I moved here, where, where um, call centers are very common, but not for sales. And I, I, I feel like I helped bring B2B software sales to Latin yes. America. Um, and it sounds like you're the guy doing it in, in APAC, which is awesome. So um, 
it's a cool story and I, and, and, and I like it because it, it, it's for me, people that are in the industry that have that skill, that observe a problem, that fix it and then use it themselves tend to tend to really know what's going on. So that's great. Um, for the rest of the show, the idea here is just transparency, right? I think we're looking yeah. at 2023. Um, we got a lot of companies that create content, um, raise a lot of money and, and oftentimes the wrong products and the wrong services are getting into the hands of the wrong people which creates more inefficiency. So um, for us, I, I'd love for, for people listening to the show, we, you know, we've got a combination of people. We've got agencies that are listening to learn more about other agencies. We've got freelancers that eventually want to become agency owners. We've got people who've outsourced before and it failed, but they're back again. We've got people who've never failed at outsourcing and just want to continue to build companies. So we've got a, a wide range of people that are listening. But, you know, I think the idea here is to just talk about like, the, the, the pain stories that hurt your heart where you're like, oh man, if these guys just trusted me, I could yeah. deliver for them. Um, <laughs> so let's get in it. Top of mind, what's the number one most common mistake that buyers make when engaging you before hiring you? Because we're going to get into the mistake they make when they hire you, but before hiring you. That would have to be sort of like, you know, a, a pricing question. So the, I think the thing that I don't know if I should use bad words, but let's say upsets me the most before, before you can say whatever buying. book you want. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So what pisses me off the most is, you know, people come and they're like, Hey, why don't you work on a variable sort of basis? Right. Like, um, you know, no, no base, no, no salary, nothing like yeah. that for your reps and just, you know, uh, not even at like if you schedule an appointment because we do a lot of SDR work, which is top of the funnel, cold yep, yep. thing. That's what I think. But you know, and once something closes, we'll give you a really big share and this and that. And and you know, it's like I've seen that that proper companies that that do have a good product would never you know expect that. It's more uh, you know that hey, uh, there's two founders with a half big product and they want like hey, just just some cheap resources to validate their ideas or whatever. Um, and it's it's like that's that's something that that I don't understand because of course if you want to succeed you gotta and I'm not saying hey give me all the money upfront our terms are super convenient we're cheap we're flexible we want to work with with a lot of companies but you know just just keeping it like purely on a on a price perspective and just uh, not expecting any sort of fees to be paid is I think a little bit unreasonable and. I don't think you get good talent that way, whether it's in-house, whether it's, you know, outsourced, however, I just don't think that's a good strategy or a way any business should go. Yeah. Well, for everybody listening, I can expand, you know, I, I, I know what you're saying in a, in a deeper way, because it's very intimate to me, but, but, you know, you're, you're really in a nutshell talking about like the number one mistake buyers make overall is unrealistic expectations, right? Yeah. Um, and then you could subcategory because you said a few things, right? Because you you almost were like, hey man, like, like you know, paper performance, like it's not even that we don't, it's not even that we'll say no to paper meeting. Like we, you want you want pay on commission. Yeah. And if I ask you, you know, who your best customers are, who you help them, you can't even answer that, right? So it's like unrealistic expectations. Yes. And then at the same time, they're trying to, it's almost like, I think people, we, we have a term that we call a market validation campaign, right? Because we're, we as a marketplace are trying to segment the type of campaigns because not every campaign is the same, right? Exactly, so yeah. if I'm hearing you correctly, unrealistic expectations, but also many of the buyers are negotiating commission only when they really don't even have market validation, right? 
And that exactly. hurts them, right? Because... So, sorry, I'm cutting you off. Because you're what not. you're saying is, is totally correct, man. If Because when, when you initially asked me, hey, what's the number one thing? And so what I was initially going to say is, you know, so then I asked them, hey, what's your ICP? What's your sweet spot? Where have you been successful? And they're like, uh, we don't know. You know, we want to try, like, we want to sell to e-commerce stores that have Magento running. And I'm like, man, like every single person wants to do that. So at least if you want, you know, if you want to succeed, at least look at your own data and say, hey, guys, this is where we're super successful. This is what we make. You want in, it's a good opportunity. Uh, Not, I, they can't like, pitch you. <laughs> I've exactly. met those people and I said, I said, you know, I said, you know what, make pretend I'm a prospect. Call me and, and, and right now and, and, and give me your talk track. And, and, and they've gotten pissed off at me versus being leaders and being like, of course, Mustafa, what's yeah. going on? We help. They'll get mad. And you're like, man, you don't even, you can't even make the appointment yourself. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I got excited about diving deep into what you said because it's my job now. It's my job now to like dive deeper, right? Like, because I know what it's like to be an agency owner. Like, you can't tell people the truth. You can't be like, hey, you're, you, you don't have market validation and this is what's going to happen because it, because they're so set on they're so set on the fact that they'll buy their problems away versus that revenue is your whole lifeblood it's your whole business right so it's like if you're going to go find a top developer to build your product and pay top notch but then you're going to go negotiate commission only to go sell your product it's like you got nothing without sales right like if anything you know, it's very common for me to see, and I'm sure you see this, where people are like, I got the best product, I got the best technology, um, I raised $2 million, I spent it all on the product. And what you realize is that they built the most complex product for themselves, right? And then yeah. they're like, my product does blah, 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 blah. And the only thing that buyers care about is like, it'll get you off spreadsheets, right? And yeah. they then have zero money for go to market, and then they're, then they're engaging, and yeah, it's a problem. So I think, Symptomatically, it's it's interesting, but I think the I believe that what happened in the last ten years, especially from what you mentioned, like like you were born out of the whole uh, uh, predictable revenue kind of boom, right? I feel like all the tech, everything we built, was about volume, speed, and efficiency, and nothing was about go to market planning. There was just no education about go to market planning. Right. Yes. And, and I don't know if you guys know, if you know, winning by design, Do you know, Hako, um, can't pronounce his last name. I'm going to butcher it by winning by design. Are you familiar with him? I've heard the name, but now I think I need to, I need to. Sure. And I want to share stuff because he breaks down the go to market plans, like in a scientific way, but like, because he is, he's not a billion dollar CEO, it's, it's like no one pays attention because it's not sexy. Everyone pays attention to the outreaches, the, the, the other stuff. Right. And everybody is yeah. like. People are like not getting educated on this stuff. Um, what do you think is a potential cure for that? Is it is it is there something that an agencies can be doing better to, to educate it? Is it just a symptom of do we work around it? Like what do we do? What do we do with that problem? Do you fix it? it yeah. That that's a great question, man. And but you know, I want to say it's it's not all across the it's it's not across the board. Like so the 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 sort of world that I was born into when we talk about SaaS sales and the CEOs and founders that I work with, they were like you said, they were like, hey, let me pick up the phone. You know, hey, you can do it. Let's do it. And they're like, um, for many of them I've worked, they're like sales, 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 sales. Like, you know, this is what's driving our revenue. Um, so there are there are people. Well, on stop. The you're getting to my last question. My last question is of who your best customer. Of course, you got. We're talking about the mistakes, man. 
but see the mistakes yeah. are even uncomfortable to talk about right because yeah. we're not rewarded for being honest you know i think we live in a society where we're not where we're not like we're not rewarded for being like you don't want to do this this and this because i already lost 10 million dollars doing it and you don't want to do the same mistake we're not rewarded by saying that right so i think it's exactly. naturally you always want to talk about the, the good stuff but you'll get there we're, we're going to get there um yeah, i think be... to answer your question the the only way is and i think that's what you were saying as well is is to show them you know like if i'm if i'm talking to a ceo who's even a, a current customer and they're like hey you know i want to do this that that i literally sort of like oh, share my screen and be like hey look we're doing this for other companies this is what we're doing this is working this is not working and then sometimes there's an aha moment like you know some of these these ceos that i that i speak to and you mentioned this too like they still want to work off google sheets you know and i understand that like if if i'm prospecting alone validating an idea i would probably use google sheets too i i love it but if and then if i'm setting up a team of 10 sdrs and i want to scale and like i expect everyone to make 50 calls a day you know we know that google sheets won't work it's just it's it's not even fast enough to handle like five people on it at the same time dealing with the thousands of leads so i think what 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 helps is you know like showing them that hey this is literally what we're doing right now for others this is working this is not working at the end the decision is yours but please trust us because you're paying us for something and yeah <laughs> so yeah. that that's a little bit of education i have a very basic approach to it right because you know i, I we're doing our part we can't do it all but like interesting enough as a marketplace my approach to trying to solve for those problems is and and there's no really word for it but it's more of like marketplace led growth where like they can read the filters and actually understand what it means cuz i don't know if you ever looked at like buying a computer from ebay all of a sudden you have like you know ram you know you got yeah. the things you know right and then you have all these other things that makes you it starts making it starts giving you an easy way of being like video card oh what's this and then you see the definition you get it so i'm hoping that by giving people a buying experience where they they use filters where they can hit market validation uh you know uh, campaign type and then they're like they see the choices and like i don't know what these mean and then they hit a question mark and they market validation is when you have a new product that you don't know xyz and then they're like man that's me so i think my way of doing it is i want people to self identify because i feel like we live in a world where people are so i would say insulted by like the truth that like we need them to discover it themselves so that makes sense because you know sometimes you could tell some you could tell someone something and then nah, that's not me but then they read it and like that's me you know um, i like that what you said and and you know you said about when i filled out the form i think you've been thinking along these lines since before because even the form that i filled out and i know now you're doing it on a platform yeah. more structured but the form also helped me do exactly what you're saying self identify that hey what kind of agency am i what tools do i use and I then and then i know like okay these are the kind of customers that i want to go after of course i have my own icp and all that stuff but you know really like hey what is it in terms of service that we want to go after what are we good at um yeah. so i really like that approach and it works both ways you know it's i love i love hearing that because remember i i i was i was you right for for 6 yeah. years right so turning into a marketplace turning into the fact that i'm on the buyers and seller side it's new for me yeah. uh, as well but we are always talking about that as well how like it's hard to to get the a, a product or get a straight answer for agencies because they're 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 not used to being focused yes. into this box but by creating it per listing 
now we can start creating, you, know, you can start identifying who you are, right? And, and, what, and what you're doing and, and what businesses yeah. you want to take. And yeah, I'm like, look, we're, we're just a part of the whole thing, right? We're just, we're, we're just, we're a marketplace on top of the industry to help the industry. We can't do it all ourselves. So obviously it takes two to tango, but that's, that's ideally what we want. I think, I think we live in this world where we think that everybody needs to be, you know, to be a billion dollar company, we need to be complicated. And sometimes it's just doing ABCD really right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Like, I, like we didn't get into your best customers, but let's just say it's like, uh, you know, HR tech. There could be a way that maybe you HR tech, man, you're reading my mind today. So <laughs> there you go. So like if you could get just the 30 million HR tech, it's a positive feedback loop because now the more you're doing it, the better you're at. So it's like, you should that 80, 20 rule, right? Now you get a good reputation, more referrals for HR. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, like we're that, that's kind of what we're trying really hard to do. It's kind of crazy to think about it, but it's like, man, if we can make it easy for you, the agency, easy for the buyer, everybody kind of wins because people want easy. It's just that when they have a way of not doing it, they tend to fight, right? So it's like, yeah. if we got an easy way to communicate, right, in government, we're good. But if we're divided, we, we fight with each other and nothing gets done. And that's kind of what's happened in the buyer stuff. But that's awesome. I appreciate the feedback. Let's get into like, one more thing before we get into who your best clients are, which you kind of hinted, which is HR. Um, <laughs> yeah. What mistakes the buyers make when they're working with you, right? Like they signed up, they're happy. Now, now it's started, right? Like we don't have to get too granular because I'm sure there's mistakes people make in month one, two, and three because those are such you know specific periods. But is there like this common repeating mistake that you that is made um, that you've seen that would help if people stop doing? <laughs> It's, it's covered by the point you said, like unrealistic expectations. So even when they start, it's so two things come to mind. One is expecting results immediately um, because, you know, uh, I feel like there's no awareness that, hey, I'm, I'm working with an agency. They're working with a bunch of people. Even if I were to hire, and, and our ramp up time is a couple of weeks, right? Till, till we start Which is giving. Faster yeah. than a 90 day standard. Yeah, so I, that's exactly what I tell them, man, that I know I've been there because when I was hired, it was like, hey, you have a six month probation period. And after three months, we'll start talking to you about performance. So at least give us like three weeks, you know, to, to start yeah. delivering the numbers. And then I think the second thing more is a little bit of an understanding of like, there's a difference between uh, an outbound uh, a lead that's that's a sales qualified lead or or that's you know, that's generated by outbound prospecting and a warm lead that sort of comes in on your website. Yeah. There's, a, there's a little bit of a difference in intent. There's a big difference. The, yeah. The, the AEs need to like understand a little bit that, hey, like, you know, hey, I've been getting warm leads. Now I start working with this agency and, you know, the first five leads they gave me, they're not super qualified. And obviously, like, you know, no matter how much tech we put into it, no matter how much, you know, sort of sales signals, buying signals and getting lead intelligence we do, um, you can't really sort of, you know, th there will be a difference between someone who's come and signed up on your website and someone who you they, call. They typically, if they sign up on the website, they might have bands. They might have budget authority timeline and need, right? And, yeah. then, and then you walk right into it and you're like, what are you here for? What did you sign up to? What? And you're getting into it. Where outbound... They might them they might from an exterior have that, but they don't know it themselves. And exactly. and, and you got to create the need, right? Like like you can't yeah. talk to them like they found you. You found them, and and you, you yeah. So like they get right into call versus like warming it up. You know, apologies for for disrupting you. Um, you know, I know this was uh, we brought this to your attention. 
you know, yeah. versus what are you here? Like, so they, they, they try to treat an outbound lead. And then the person's like, dude, you're asking me 30 times to come in a meeting. Why are you asking me these questions about money, time, need? You know what I mean? Like, like what do you mean? Like, I just agreed yeah. to the meeting. Show me the need, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I think we can even break it down to, like, that's probably the most common mistake is that I would mention that AEs are not necessarily trained on the fact that need from an inbound is going to be there because they found you and need from an outbound won't be there. It could, right? Like by the time someone gets a call, they could do research. They could find that need, but they might not. They might have just been like, I'm going to take the meeting and I want. So it's like you, you they, they can focus on that need is questions, right? So like to uncover exactly. need, you build rapport, right? So a little bit of discovery is needed. And I'm not saying that, you know, for, of course, as time goes along, it's also the, the job of the SDR to kind of like, probe and ask them discovery I don't questions. Think so. I don't think so. Okay. I think if you I think if you're calling somebody to get them on a meeting and that's your KPI, yeah. I don't think it's a bad experience to be diving into need. Maybe because like you said, man, like I'm calling you, I've I've done some research and seen, hey, Amir published this post. I say, hey, I saw this. Yeah. I feel like something you'd be interested in. And then I start asking you, hey, do you, you know, do you have budget or you know are you the the signing off authority you're going to be like man f off like no I, I, would, I would say the best question to ask are around need right uh, around that because that's when you focus on need you focus on them right budget is like it's me, me authority is me right timeline is me need timeline could be need that i think that can get you some questions but you, it's scary for an str because what happens if your KPI is 15 meetings? And if you ask one more question, the meeting doesn't happen. And now you've got 13 yeah. meetings. You're not going to get, you're not getting bonus for, you did a good job and you didn't waste the AE's time. So it's fucking actually ruined from that perspective because like everyone's just trying to clout meetings. Right. And, and that's yeah. not the real KPI it's revenue. Right. So um, that's all those points are really good points. And, and I think um, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping that with the boom of outsourced sales industry in general, that companies will spend more time hiring junior AEs and AEs because SDRs were almost like junior AEs, right? At the end of the yeah. day. And that stopped working, right? That worked in the beginning and then people, it stopped. So it's like, just go back to hiring AEs, use Chorus, use Gong, train them, right? Um, yeah. Do you think that, would you consider, when I first started in this agency, I was a, I was a sales guy, right? By sales guy, I meant like, you know, more comfortable face to face than I was on the phones. Well, that's not true, but you get what I'm saying, right? Um, I now believe that SDR role or the activities that the SDR role produces would fall under marketing. It's also a trick question because I don't believe in marketing and sales. I believe in just revenue departments. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm not gonna. So yeah, but closer to marketing. If marketing really existed, it's all revenue, right? That's is that how you feel? I do feel like that, and. If you were to, you know, say, put a gun to my head and tell me, hey, should SDR report to marketing or sales? Um, I don't think so. But I'm totally with you that, like, it needs to be revenue driven because a lot of marketing people I talk to there, I mean, they have no idea. Like, you know, like, it's just that, hey, a lead came in, like, and then what happened? Like, you know, what's what's what is a marketing qualified lead? How do we get more? How do we scale this? Are yeah. your AEs like this? What's what's happening? It's not, I feel like marketing now is, is maybe just like, hey, we did some posts on social media, I did some content, but it, I fully agree with you that it needs to be tied up under revenue and it, it needs to sort of be like, hey, all of these are different channels or sources that are driving 
uh, leads to our revenue engine, essentially. Yeah. I, that's how I'm running the department here. I, I, I'm, I'm literally, I use metadata.io for my, my account-based marketing. And I'm literally, I know exactly who my targets are. And I'm matching up the categories in Apollo, which I also use for emailing um, yeah. and metadata. And I'm able to literally do brand awareness campaigns, lead generation campaigns to the same people that after one month, two months, I could email, call and SMS. And I feel like that's where we're going to the part where, you know, the same adversarial problems that are caused by buyers of sales agency services is actually happening internally with marketing and sales teams. So marketing and sales teams are adversarial to each other the same way buyers sometimes are, right? And if we kind of break down all those walls um, and stop pointing the finger at each other, I think yeah. everybody will get better results, um, which is interesting. But yeah, we, we've gone that realm of just the, the revenue team. Um, and I think that's the future as well, which is going to be, you know, I think great for agencies like ours um, and even great for SDRs that honestly don't need to get hired and fired, have bad experiences. Yeah. So many SDRs out there, I don't like sales. They weren't set up for success, right? And they make great AEs. Um, and then they get into a different industry. So it's, 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 I feel like um, all the work that we're doing, for me, I love efficiency. And I feel like, you know, where we live as a marketplace, where you live as an agency, it's creating efficiency, right? It's creating efficiency in people's yeah. business units. And then they can focus on their technologies, right? Like if you have better efficiencies in your sales, spend more money making your technology better. Get that, get that update that was supposed to roll out in Q1 that now you postponed to Q3, get it down faster, right? So get back to the, uh, get back to making great technology and let the experts do the, their work. Um, this has been exactly. awesome. I, I, I want to get a little bit before we go, I, I want to get into just like your best clients. Like, are you, let's, let me, let me ask you this question. I know you service software and services, but if you had to pick one, I love asking this question, what would you pick and why? As a, as a, I a, would a pick um, software as a service. Yep. Yeah, I would pick wow. SaaS, so software as a service. Um, I think it's it's the, the the whole the whole logic of you know predictable revenue and not necessarily like what the book says, but like it's it's great to be in. We have scale teams where sort of you know you have that concept of MRR or like what you were saying, you've yeah. sort of broken down the revenue function, so you know hey. I need X number of SDRs, X number of AEs, X number of marketing people to support this. And then that's the sort of revenue that I can churn with this uh, or not churn with this or to create with this. And then, you know, with your churn rate and all, I just love the, the planability. I know that's not a word, but the, the, the you know, no, how you, can... it, 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 you, you, you like the fact that, yeah, you know it, right? And you're a sales ops and you could break it down to a science and yeah. it becomes more predictable, right? Services sometimes one customer is a million dollars, huge LTV. It's it's yeah. uh, it's like soccer. Like let's go, yeah. you know. It's it's difficult, uh, but it's fun, you know. It's fun to to create that sort of plan to like execute it. And then either you're like, fuck, I, I, I couldn't do it. You actually just like, like your whole body language just changed when you talked about it. Like you are passionate about what you do. Like ladies and gentlemen, like, like even just talking about <laughs> it, it makes you glow. Um, you which know, I am too. It, I love it. When, when one of our SDRs here scores a meeting with like, uh, you know, fortune 1000 company in yeah. the U S he says, Hey, that went well. And I'm like, yes, you know. It's and I, I see it as like, hey, this this system. Did you used to play with Legos as a kid? <laughs> yeah, of yeah, course. Like, like I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Well, not a nerd. It's your intelligence. 
Intelligent, uh, intelligent people got labeled as nerds, huh? What kind of world are we living in? Nerd is sexy. So. <laughs> Self-labeled. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm the same way. Um, it's cool how we all fit together as well. Like for me, I think what's exciting is the fact that like I could pick your brain and you could pick my brain, right? Yeah. Um, I know certain things about certain issues that you might not. You know those things that I might not, but we can all help each other in the community like never before, which is exciting. And like that's how we met, right? We met through the community. Right. Exactly. Um, and now you got two guys podcasting, you know, sharing war stories that are halfway around the world in different places. But we both smile and laugh and glow when we talk about it, which is, you know, I think a thing that people don't get to see. I think people don't really understand that um, sales services are hard and and it's the hard thing of hard things is that the leaders are passionate about, you know, delivering um the ingredients of revenue, which is the lifeline of your blood, right? Uh, of your business, right? So like, we're like the, the army guys with the blood bags running to, you know, trying to save the, the patients. And sometimes we don't get the credit we deserve, but I think that's the, the best part about working in an industry that uh, has the biggest impact on people's lives. Um, so anybody listening to this, what industry and what location are we, where, 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 are, is it HR tech? Who are your... Someone's listening today, like who, who is going to be like, tell me who your, your top best persona is. Is it USA market you're going to sell to? So North America and Western Europe. Um, okay. So US and Canada and, uh, you know, Germany and the UK, that's like our, our sort of top location wise. Awesome. And I think, you know, anyone who's doing over a million in, in revenue in ARR is, yep. is good because they have some sort of set processes, a little bit of, you know, what they want to know. Um, and we do really well in um, HR tech and sort of, uh, yeah, HR tech is the top one. And then we have some B2B platforms, which could be around cybersecurity or trade or whatever. I know um, an HR tech company has a campaign in the Philippines um, that needs help. So we got to talk about it after this podcast. I'm like a, I'm like a living SDR with a, with a, a CRM brain. <laughs> Um, and that guy, I know, I know the guy cause he was introduced to me like 10 years ago and I've been following up with him and he actually messaged me the other day that he's ready to go. So if it's HR, I'm going to, I'm going to accept the call, right? That's my job. I'm going to make the match. Yeah, um, anybody who wants to, anybody who wants to, uh, connect with you to follow you, where can they find you? Where, where, what's the best place to reach out to you and your company? So, uh, we're, we're online everywhere. So we have a website, obviously I'm on LinkedIn, the company's on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. So we have all of that covered. It's scale milled. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure you'll put up the name somewhere. So if you just Google this, <laughs> we'll, we'll show yeah, up and then I tag you. On the platform too, <laughs> once it's, uh, uh, on your platform too, once oh, it's yeah. you know, open. <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get you on there um this has been awesome everybody thank you for for tuning in to the transformer sales podcast and uh really happy to have the uh, the ceo of scale mill here and looking forward to just creating more content for you guys with the with the goal of helping you guys hit your revenue goals so that you can find amazing agencies uh and and, and deploy your campaigns with predictability uh thank you for being a guest man i appreciate it thank you so much for having me it's been great talking to you um uh, you know, has been music to my ears at least. So keep up the great work. And uh, I, work, I, I, I work for you now. I work for the buyers and the sellers. All the back. I'm like, guys, good, play well, good, play well with you. each other. Great. Perfect. Thanks. You, you're right, doing man. amazing work and uh, all the best for, for 2023. Likewise, man. Take care. Thank you.